And here's the craziest thing we could possibly say to you. You have to forgive him. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just about to say. You have to forgive him. And and I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it, it's worth repeating. But sometimes with something like forgiveness of something that this of this magnitude, we have to say it and preach it to ourselves before our heart absorbs it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Exciting news today. We have we have Bernie back, guest. I haven't had a guest in a long time. It's been just me, but we got long time guest, <laughs> Bernie Calcote back. We've been friends for 25 years. He's been on this podcast 85,000 times, and he has really built, um, he's built so much of what this podcast has become in the early days. Yeah. Well, you started it in the early days on the bus. Yeah. In the in the in the Reformation. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we answer your questions. If you're new to the podcast, we answer your questions like we're sitting on uh, you know in the pickup truck and and it's me and Bernie and you're in the back seat and you go, hey guys, could I run something by something been going on in my life? And then we walk through it in long form and uh, we we answer your question without notes and without preparation. We just give you friend advice, and Bernie is one of the best friend advisors that I have. And we do this. We still do it. We've talked about it many times on this podcast, and we still do it to this day. When we have something going on in our lives, one of us will call each other and be like, hey, man, can you talk? And when we say that, we have to kind of schedule it because we're going to talk for an hour. Mm -hmm. So it's never like, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going good. How about you? Going good. Okay, bye. It's like, hey, man, maybe later on tonight, can we actually get on the phone because we're going to talk for an hour? Oh, and it's so good, though, man. Those deep, deep friendships and uh, everything that comes with them, man, is such a blessing. So I agree. Well, we're going to answer your questions. If you have one, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. We'll get right to it. And not not just if you have a question, because wouldn't it be awesome, Grizz, to one time open your email and start reading and somebody's like, I, not, hey, they broke up with me or they died, but... Man, I listened to you guys, and then this wonderful thing inspired me. Ooh, and what good. you know, I just wanted to encourage you guys. Blah, blah. You'd be like, "Yes, that's good." Yeah, give us so, some, you longtime listeners. Give us some stories on maybe something that's changed in your life because of a podcast episode. That would be really cool. Yeah, encouragement is great. You know, yeah. we, sometimes you need it whenever you're getting into some of these really dark places with people, which you are really good at, like sitting with them holding the space to like really dig into it. But I think it's good every once in a while to hear like, oh yeah, man, this is this is impacting people in a really yeah. special way. So I hear back occasionally, I hear back from people that I answer a question for and they'll say, hey, I applied this and here's what happened. Yeah. But I would also like to hear from people that have never emailed, but used something from someone else's question yeah, and applied yeah. it to their life. Um, it's interesting. Hey, maybe even, I'm not talking about just positive, maybe something negative. Like, hey, I tried it and it would failed <laughs> miserably. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> that would help. Uh, let, let's get right to the first question. The subject line says, broken heart by ex-husband from nasty divorce. Please help me. I am lost, so broken. I divorced my first husband that I was married to for 17 years in 1999. We had three daughters 
He treated me like a maid, not a wife. I had no voice. He was just not not a nice person. I lost who I was. I just found out six months ago that he told my mom that, that our youngest daughter, who is 35, is not his, that I had an affair with our neighbor, which is a complete lie. I never cheated on him. I also t- he also told sev- several of our friends this same story, and my mother knew that was a lie, but she did not defend me. He told this back in 2007. I can't let it go because it con- he constantly lies about me and posts things about me on Facebook. I feel like I should confront him. I can no longer take it. He is remarried in 2003, and I was remarried in 2008. But unfortunately, he took his life in 2016 due to PTSD from the army, which I also suffer from. Please help me. I'm on my own. Melissa. A lot of stuff here. Wow. A lot of stuff. So Melissa. So we're no, so we're no longer like starting off with the light ones anymore. <laughs> okay. I've been gone for a while. We're just yeah, like. We just get it. I, okay. I, I, here I don't, we go. I don't prep these. I don't read ahead on what I'm about to say. So okay. it's just going to fall out. So Melissa. Um, thank you for emailing. You you do have a lot of stuff going on, and I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, what I want to deal with, too, is your first question. Your very first question said, please help me. I'm so lost and so broken. And then your last sentence says, please help me. I'm on my own. So Bernie and I are going to tell you right now, you're not alone here. Me and, me and Bernie are listening to you. We're going to talk through this. But there's also a lot of people, a lot of people that are going through something, maybe not exactly the same, but they're going through similar things. There's a lot of nasty divorces. There's a lot of lies. There's a lot of people who have lost a loved one through suicide. And so you are not alone in your situation. And that's part of what this podcast does for a lot of people. I think... I think of people don't email me. They just listen and they listen so that they could acknowledge that they're not alone in their problems because we have a tendency as humans to think, I'm just this. No one else has it as bad as I do. No one else is in this dark hole that I'm in. And that's just not true. And also, um, didn't she say she remarried? Yes. She remarried, but he took his life. Oh, okay. Her current... Yeah, her second husband. Second husband. Okay, I thought she was referring to the first one. Okay, so... The, the first one is still out there telling Man. lies that their their daughter is what came from an okay. affair. Right, okay. Man, Melissa, this is really heavy. Um, the, let's start with this. Let's start with this. Um I can't let it go because he constantly lies about me and posts things about me on Facebook. Let's start with Facebook. Me and you love that subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, block him. Let's go ahead and do that. That's yeah. not going to fix everything, but it's going to fix you seeing it. So it's not going to stop him from lying, which you can't, and no one can. We can't control other people. We can only control ourselves and how we react to them. So mm-hmm. we're going to block him on Facebook first. So you're not seeing it. And then when other people come up and say, did you see what your ex posted about you? You go, you just look them straight in the eye and say, oh, no, I, I blocked him. I don't, I don't follow what he says because it's usually a lie. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, the other thing that you could do probably in your mental state, um, and I say this with like all humility and I'm not condemning you know, anybody for your choices or whatnot, but um, you could get off of social media altogether. 
Because then when that person says, did you read what they, he said about you? You could be like, actually, I didn't, and I don't really care to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not on social media because it sounds like, Melissa, you need to be focused on some healing and connecting with people that are with you in real life mm. and not kind of going into that hole of, you know, a fantasy and, and not reality of like things that everybody's doing they're painting like you said the used car salesman like they're all painting these pictures of the best versions of themselves and it's probably weighing on you emotionally even whether you know it or not um in light of your ex posting this stuff i mean and it sounds like you're struggling with ptsd you got a lot of emotional uh work it sounds like that you need to do um i would probably do an inventory. It's not just social media. Do an inventory of your life. Um, because the way to our hearts is through our minds, and the way to our minds is through our eyes and our ears. So what are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you listening to? And how are those things getting into your brain and seeping down into your heart? Uh, we need to maybe clear out some of the stuff that's not healthy and just really try to like zone in on some things that are. Yeah, that's great. Here's another another crazy twist for you, Melissa. I believe you because I don't I don't think you would you would have a reason to email me and lie about this uh, supposed affair. But let's just throw this out there. What if he did? Like, what if what if it was an affair that you had your son with? Well, I'm I'm not talking about the relationship with your son, but I'm talking about the relationship with everyone else. That was 35 years ago, anyway. No one is the same as they were 35 years ago. So so you're looking at it like that's you today, right now. Like a mistake that you made today is affecting you. But it's 35 years ago, and it's a lie. But you're living it like it's happening in your face today in this moment. And it really isn't, shouldn't affect you at all, something that happened that long ago. Anyone that knows your ex-husband knows that he's a deceiver, they know what kind of guy he is. They know that you were treated like a maid and not like a wife, that you had no voice. You got to let that go. And here's the craziest thing we could possibly say to you. You have to forgive him. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just about to say. You have to forgive him. And, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again because it, it's worth repeating. But sometimes with something like forgiveness of something that this of this magnitude, we have to say it and preach it to ourselves before our heart absorbs it. So we mm -hmm. say it with our mouth, and we just say, you know what? And you could even tell the, the next person that comes up to you and says, did you hear about the lie that your ex-husband said? You could look them right in the face. And just like Bernie said, I, I love his answer. First of all, A, first part of the answer is, no, I didn't, and I don't really care to know. And the second part of your answer is, but I forgive him. Like, wow, what an impact that would make on the person that's spreading gossip and stirring you up. And you go, but I forgive him. He's human. And we went through a lot of stuff together. And, and I, he's not totally to blame with everything. I, I wasn't the perfect person either. But I have, over the years, I have forgiven him. Now, your heart might be screaming in that moment. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. But your mouth yeah. is saying it. And you keep preaching it back to your heart over and over. Yeah, I think it's good to separate um, forgiveness and uh, reconciliation right. and healing. Right. So 
that, like Granger's saying, saying that out loud and um, really preaching that to yourself and forgiving him once and maybe forgiving him again, just embodying that idea of forgiveness, like I am really forgiving him as I've been forgiven. So let's not forget that part and let that weigh on your mind even heavier than what he's doing is like, man, I have been forgiven. So the, the only natural thing for me to do is extend that same forgiveness, but that doesn't remove the hurt and the pain and damage of everything that he's done immediately. It doesn't work that way. Like healing of the heart and reconciliation or um, healing or anything like that definitely takes time. And that's why I would say um, if you're not already um, seeing a counselor of some kind or a therapist or um, I highly recommend it to everybody who's listening because <laughs> we all need that counsel. We all need somebody uh, pointing us and encouraging us and guiding us. Um, but for you, Melissa, I would definitely say if we're talking just practical things, I'm lost, you need a guide. Um, the Word of God can definitely be your guide and it's going to point you to forgiveness. And then also couple that with uh, somebody of sound mind and wise counsel to just help you kind of process some of the hurt that has happened over the years. I love it. I love what he said about separating forgiveness with reconciliation. And a way to look at that just at a surface level would be the way that you would forgive a rattlesnake. It's like, I dude, I got, I got bit by a rattlesnake, but I forgive the snake because that's the snake's nature is to bite when it's, when it feels threatened. And it, it bit me as a reaction of the threat that it thought I was. So I forgive the snake for its nature of what it is. But I'm not going to go sticking my hand in holes anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to watch myself when I'm around rocks in Texas because there's rattlesnakes yeah. and they will bite. So you're not going to take your ex-husband out to dinner and say, hey, meal's on me. You know, you're mm -hmm. not going to stick your, your hand in holes but you could still forgive him for his nature and for what he is and love him for what he is because you are broken just like him in your own way. And we all are. So forgive him and love him and get off social media. Yeah. And don't perpetuate the gossip that's coming to you. When people want to stir you up because they know that you're the kind of person that can get stirred up. And they said, you hear about your ex? You, you hear what he's saying about your boy from 35 years ago? Don't extend that conversation at all. Kill it right then. Say, no, I, I didn't. In fact, anything he says wouldn't surprise me at this point, but I have forgiven him. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. The person's like, okay, but let's talk about something else. Yeah. Yeah. And your kindness is going to go a long, long way for yes. sure. So, all right, let's move on. Let's, let's hit another one. This subject line is letting go of the past. Hey, Granger, I'm 24. I'd like to remain anonymous. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about two and a half years with a six-month break in the middle. We got back together and after we both grew on our own, and he came back after we realized we couldn't stand being apart and loved each other too much to be with anyone else. We tried dating other people with uh, while we were apart. And it's something that we have worked on together to move forward. However, I still find it really hard sometimes when stuff gets brought up like around friends about girls that he slept with. And it's always a joke, but recently it came out that while we were on break, there were two other girls he slept with 
that he forgot to mention or to tell me about when we got back together. He is a, he, he had, this is funny. He has a large body count. (laughs) Okay. I think I know what you're saying. He has a large body count where I have chosen to wait till marriage. And he has always respected that. So I guess my question is, how do I let these things that were in the past go? Even though it still really hurts my heart every time I hear about things like this. Thank you. Anonymous. 24. Dated for two and a half years. Six month break. Got back together. He slept with girls in the break. You realized that you were meant for each other. So you got back together. You are waiting till marriage. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, but if you're with me in the truck right now, I would say, why did you get back with, why did you get back with him? Mm-hmm. Like, what is he, what is he bringing to you? He's like, you guys have very different morals. They're going two different directions. And so it's really hard to recognize the, reconcile these two very different moral standards and bring them back together and then expect things to be normal and that's why they're not we say about this bird yeah i'm this one brings up a lot of questions that i would have for anonymous like how did you find out um what was that conversation like Mm -hmm. was it i think on the last podcast you talked about um the guy that went to the church conference and felt this conviction and went to his wife to confess these things and she emailed me back, by the way. She did. She said that this was really hard love, but I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you dish out some hard love sometime. Am I right, guys? But it's all good, man. Um, yeah, just what, I mean, how did they get back together? What did he say? Was it like he got busted? Or is there any... Um, kind of spiritual conviction here? Is there any, like, you know, commitment um, to their faith together in this relationship? Without really knowing those things, just at face value, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, face Uh, value, this was a rebound. Yeah. You rebounded to him. You're saying six-month break, you got back together because we realized we couldn't stand being apart and loved each other too much. Okay, well, that's that's not enough time. Six months is not enough time for you to go, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, um, I don't, I don't know if I would invest any further in the relationship. I'm sorry. I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. And, and again, like we don't know a hundred percent of the context. You could email us back and be like, no, well, here's, you know, whatever. But, um, it's, it just sounds like he's, he's got some things probably to work out and uh i mean yeah you sound Some, awesome so. sometimes on tiktok people say this guy only tells people just to break up at the slightest thing <laughs> so i'm sorry so now i'm hesitant because of tiktok i'm hesitant to say dump him yeah <laughs> but that's kind of what i'm saying anonymous like if, dump we're, him. if we're friends i would just say dump him and I know it's hard. It's called heartbreak. And of course it's hard. You got six months. You tried to recover. It wasn't enough. You loved him. Two and a half years is a long time. And it's also a long time to save yourself for marriage with a guy that hasn't saved himself for marriage. So you're expecting a lot from this guy. Well, and if she she's 24 yeah. and she's been saving herself for marriage, so it sounds like there's some kind of like 
conviction in her heart somewhere to that. Yeah. Right? Which which makes me believe like okay, maybe she is a Christian, maybe she believes in you know, um having sex with your wife or with your husband or wife. Um and it doesn't sound like this guy has the same, you know, like whatever, do what you want, but it doesn't sound like he has the same values. And that brings up more problems down the road. More problems down the road. And I know you may be thinking, man, I'm 24. A lot of people are starting to talk about getting engaged and I don't want to get old. And Yeah. Dude, you're still young. Yeah. You're still young and you need to be treated and respected and valued and pursued and adored for the person that you are um, and love the way that Jesus loves you, not uh, the way that this dude's doing. So I say dump him. Let's take a break. Be right back. Podcast today is brought to you all by Raycon. You know, we have been flying so much, so many flights, so many fly dates with the band. I've needed to listen to a lot of audiobooks, music, watching the new movie we just made. I need some really good earbuds to do all of this on the plane. And that's why I use Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and 32 hours battery life, which is huge for me on the plane. They're also priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I also love that it has noise isolation, so I don't have to hear that baby crying in the back of the airplane. They work really, really well, and they also sound really great according to the new mixes I'm listening to or somebody's podcast. I just love it. So go to buyraycon.com slash Granger today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Granger to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash Granger. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We talk about so many times on this podcast that I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a sociologist. And sometimes you just need someone else's help to walk through one of these problems on one of these emails that you send me. Sometimes we just get stuck on focusing on a problem instead of a solution. So I know it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you finally solve the problem, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. Amber and I had to go to therapy and we were encouraged by so many friends after we had a lot of grief in our life and we really needed it. We needed somebody else's perspective just to sit with us and sit in our space. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and then you could switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Granger today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Granger. Okay, back to the podcast. Let's get let's hit the next question here. Subject line says, "Why do I feel hungry, thirsty for more?" Hey, Granger, Tim again. <laughs> Thanks for. I guess I guess you emailed before. Thanks, brother. This uh, he said this time it has a, a internal search question. I grew up in the church, confession of faith, baptized the whole bit. I joined the army and even had a Christian music show while I was overseas for almost a year. 
I know who I am in Christ and have never stopped believing. While I know church attendance is not required for salvation, I also know that keeping the company of believers helps sharpen your faith. With that said, over the last few years, attendance has been fewer and fewer, and my faith, while not fleeting, has been challenged. And now you have entered my life. First as an entertainer, now as a brother. I am binge listening to the podcast like my soul cannot get enough. Even though I've heard some of it before, I'm just trying to understand why now, why am I so craving his message? If it's a God thing and his timing, I could accept and roll with it. Thanks and God bless, Tim. So th- this is um this kind of goes to your first thing you said in the first break about uh, let's get a let's get someone that says what the podcast has done yeah, yeah. so um Tim awesome Tim bro um <laughs> what you're feeling is absolutely normal and absolutely a necessity in your walk right now and this is this is an interesting thing that Bernie and I can talk about we talk about it a lot together off camera, we could talk about what's happening to you. And it's called a rebirth. And this is the danger that I should bring up. This is the danger of American Christianity. Growing up in church, confession of faith, baptized, the whole bit. Those are your words. And there's there's a false sense of security of salvation in that. So tons of people Tons of people grew up in church in America. They gave the confession of faith in church, whether it was uh, in confirmation class or with a pastor or at an altar call or with an elder or in a small group. They were baptized, and that could have all happened in the baptism as well. And then you walk away and you think, I'm good. I have a false sense of security. And yeah, I accept Jesus. I call this dog tag Christianity. Because in World War II, when, when they made the dog tags, they would ask for your religion so that if you died, they, would, they knew what kind of priest to bring to your funeral. And so it said, Christian, on your dog tag. And so, much of us, so many of us walk around with dog tags that say Christian, but we don't really live anything more than that. We don't have a craving at all. And when you are saved truly, when you're reborn, which is all God. Salvation is is all a force from God, not us. We can respond to it, and that is the, the mystery of salvation includes us responding to the gospel. It's responding to the call, responding to the choosing. But the the active force that begins this is always God. The, one of the first things we could see as a result of this sal- the true salvation that you're talking about, Tim, one of the first things we see is a craving, a thirst, a hunger for more. We also see a high, a high conviction of sin. So it's a, it's a, it's a false res- representation of Christianity to think that we go on sinless. We Jesus says, go sin no more, but we take that to the extreme and think sometimes that Christians don't sin, but we do. But the difference is 
the ones that are saved have a higher conviction of it. It's like we hate it, we do it, we regret it, we want to repent for it, we want to apologize for it, we want to move on, we don't want to go back to it. And that goes right along, and I guarantee you, you didn't say it, Tim, but I guarantee you, you're also feeling that. That's another thing you're feeling right now. And so this craving that you're having, this hunger, this thirst, this when you're away from the body of church, you, of the church, and you want to go back to church, and you just crave it, you're, it's like Sunday, and you're like, I don't care what I got going on, I don't care what NFL team is playing, I got to go to church, I got to be around other believers, like you said in your email, um, I, I, I need to read the word, like I just, I got to open this Bible and see what he says, like what is God saying to me today? So I open it up and I'm like, oh, this is the word of God. And I can't stop until I see where he finishes. All this is a really great sign and it's totally natural. So I would say, welcome. Yeah, I uh, I think that you've, gr- your um, growing up sounds very similar to mine. And I'm guessing that you have probably heard a lot of uh, narrative about kind of this dog tag Christianity or what a Christian is. But then all of a sudden, that paradigm's kind of being flipped around, right? You're, yeah. kind of, you're starting to hear some things that are like, wait a second. Yeah. And then the, the Spirit's kind of opening your heart to understand, open your eyes to understand like, oh, okay. There's that, those moments where you're like, oh my goodness. And so I would just encourage you to keep Keep digging in, man. It just gets better and better. It gets harder and harder and um, more, like, it'll stretch you. Um, I mean, being a disciple of Jesus is one of the hardest things that you can think of. Being a dog tag Christian is pretty easy. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Um, But giving your life away, like putting yourself behind others, giving away your wealth, being generous, being humble, um, restraint from your, you know, worldly desires. Like, those, yeah, it's to die is gain. <laughs> uh, these things are very, very difficult. So um, I would just encourage you to keep, keep pushing in to all the things, whether it's this podcast, uh, your time in the Word, um, you're going to definitely need some brothers and some sisters that you can lock arms with, um, be encouraged by, and that you can then pour into when they need it because we're all human and we need that encouragement. But um, I think you've probably heard something in Granger's voice. Um, And I don't, I love, you know, Grizzy's been my friend for a long time, but I don't think it's him. I think it's the Holy Spirit that did a work in him. And now that's starting to come out and people are starting to hear it and be like, man, what is that? That's a different word. That I've heard before, and I gotta go. I gotta go read more about that. I gotta figure out what that is. And then you're like, "Oh, I got more of it. I got more of it. I need more of it." So it's not him. It's not this podcast, but it's the words that are coming out of it that I think. And those words are available every morning to you. So if if for all the other Tim to you, I'd say welcome. For everyone else that's listening, and if you say that you're a Christian, but you're thinking to yourself. I don't thirst at all. Mm-hmm. I don't hunger at all. I would say gently and lovingly, that's a red flag. I would say, why? Why, why are you not? And I would want to dig into that, okay? 
I posted this yesterday on Twitter and it's and it's uh, Revelation 21.6. It says, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end to the thirsty. I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And so I would say, are you thirsty? Why are you not thirsty? Because that's the only requirement we have in this passage here is to be thirsty. So uh, why are you not? Yeah, and if you're not, like you need to just desperately pray because God will hear and he will respond if we like go to him in desperation. And maybe you're just in a season where you're not feeling that. I think that's what he wants is us to just go to him in prayer and just, God, I don't feel you. I don't feel this desire, but I want it. Where is it? Can you respond? Can you respond? And God is always, it seems like in scripture, very slow to respond yeah. to what we think. It's like so long, but then all at once. And so just be faithful and, um, and diligent in that. Absolutely. Let's move on here. Next question says, are we going to be able to do this with the clock ticking? Yeah, I got do you want me to go We have take weird problems going on in the room right now. <laughs> Dude, I'll just take it. Hey, well, no, let's try something new. Okay. You were going to read the question for the first time ever. Okay. And I'm going to get rid of this clock that's ticking. Oh, boy. Okay. Addiction getting in the way of my relationship with God. Hey, Granger, my name is Josh, and I am 18. I have a porn addiction. I have tried to quit in the past, but I fall short every time I try to quit. This has been eating at me and makes me feel horrible. I've tried praying about it and asking God to help me, but nothing seems to work, and I always go back. What can I do to quit my addiction and grow my relationship with God? I love this question because I actually have, unlike some other questions, I actually have a some systematic things you could do right now. So first of all, Josh, bro, you're not alone, right? You're not alone. There are so many people, most of them that don't admit it, that are dealing with this, okay? So, so bro, you, you I, I'm, so, I'm so happy. I'm so pleased that you had the courage to email me about this. And, and I just want to stand with you for a moment in that and just say, you have a lot of courage to, to admit this and to bring it into light, and to stop, you don't want to walk in the dark anymore. You want to walk in the light and you're bringing this to the light. And, and luckily I have some, I have some pretty good systematic things I have for you. And at 18, let me just Dude, say, yeah, like at 18 to be able to recognize uh, the damage that this can cause in your future and to be vulnerable enough to put it out there now and say like, I know this isn't the life God has for me and I want something better to that's awesome, Josh. Good job, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. So, so Josh, what I'm about to tell you is very difficult to do. It's easy for me to tell you. It's very difficult to do. But because of your email, it sounds like you're in a desperate situation where you're willing to do something difficult. Okay? So I would, I would wonder how desperate are you because this is tough. But there is a website called CovenantEyes.com, and Pastor Chad told me about this. And Pastor Chad has used this with a lot of um, different counseling sessions that he's done. So Covenant Eyes, and we talked about this at T4G, me and you, and mm -hmm. Chad at dinner. Covenant Eyes is a website where you, 
you enter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can still hear that clock that I put outside. <laughs> okay, so you you enter your information from your computer and your phone and your iPad, and it it recognizes your IP address, and then it shares. It will monitor where you go and what you search. See, <laughs> so this is a problem. I get I get a friend of mine on the podcast, and he starts laughing at me. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> the clock that usually sits here to tell us the time. The creatures are stopping. There's a clock I have on the table that I use for this podcast that monitors how long I go. It's, it counts up. It's a counter, and it started first. It started flashing. So while we were talking, it was flashing at us. <laughs> And so during the break, I took it outside and, and like plugged it into the charger and it reset. And I was like, cool, I'm good. Now it started flashing again. Then it started clicking. And now it's actually chiming. And I could hear it in the other room chiming. All right, we're going to get it back. Josh, I'm so sorry. This is a very serious this subject. This is an attack by the enemy right now. You know that. This is an attack by the enemy because it doesn't want me to tell Josh this truth. Reset. Reset. CovenantEyes.com or org. One of the two. Google it. Covenant Eyes. It takes your information and it will monitor your online searching so that whenever you go to a porn site, it will send that IP, that activity to whoever you tell it to send to. So it could be your mother. I would suggest putting it as your mom. Yes. Or your dad or both. So your mom will get an email that says, Josh visited this website at this time. And there's nothing you could do to stop it once you sign up. <laughs> so that's what I say. Okay, so that's when I say this is very difficult because you're going to have to be so strong because when you do it, you don't want to go through that embarrassment of mom seeing what you just looked at. Yeah, but if you're talking about habit correction, yes. like you, you have to have like extreme consequences or some kind of repercussions or else your habits are just going to go back. If it's like, oh... You know, it sent an email to my buddy who also struggles with the same thing. So we don't even pay attention to it anymore. No, there there has to be some rewiring of your brain a little bit. Um, and this yeah. could definitely help. So Bro, hey, Josh, do me a favor. If you if you have courage, and I think you do because you email me, if you have enough courage to sign up for Covenant Eyes, message me back and just say, Hey man, I did it. I'm signed up. Because I just want to know that you did it. So I'm going to be, over this next week after the podcast comes out, I'm going to be waiting for your email, Joshua Reese. Okay? I want to hear back from you, bro, because I got your back, and I think it's so important. And I love you, man. And I'm so I'm so pleased that you had the courage to email me. Okay? Let's do this together. And, and, you can and not just Josh, but any dude out there, because yeah. this is a very destructive habit an addiction. It's so destructive. And there are resources out there to help uh, navigate through it, uh, not just covenant eyes, but also like getting connected to a group of godly men that can, you know, help keep you accountable and remind you of the things that God's word, that God word says. And, and also continue to um, just Sit in God's word. Let that be the thing that is going in your eyes and your ears and getting into your mind and going down to your heart. Like you're almost like trying to flush out that addiction with God's word, just preaching to yourself all the time, all the time. 
So anybody out there um, that is wrestling with this, I definitely recommend what Granger's talking about. Yeah. If you guys have a, have a question for me, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Could be about any subject. As Bernie and I have proved today, we do not cut up this podcast. <laughs> Once we start it, we're rolling. So um, bloopers and all, you're going to see it. I, I don't even stop the podcast to take the beeping clock out of the room. <laughs> uh, but, but I love you guys. I love this platform. And I love this dude, Burns. Back at you, man. Thanks for being here. Good to be back, See man. See you all next Monday. See you. Yee-yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.